out of the doctor, they had to cut my eyebrow open, Chad. I wow. woke up. My eye all swollen this morning, but the show must go on. You know what? I felt like a, I felt really tough. And you know when you go to the doctor yeah. and they tell you to get on the scale? I, I used to be like a wrestler, so I was like, you know, I want to take my clothes off before I got on because it's unfair to like be weighed with your boots and your iPhone. But she was like, no, you, it's okay. <laughs> you just go in as heavy just, as you are. Just go in as yeah. heavy as you are. Well, we should start calling you Scarface. Do they know what happened? It, I, it's just an infection. Well, I'm sorry to hear that. Well, I'm glad they drained it. Yeah, maybe like an yeah. eyeball, eyeball, eyebrow or something. An eyebrow. Finally going to Nashville yep. this weekend too. We I know yep. we've been promoting it a ton. We're going to go talk to NASA, Flexport, all Roanoke, all these major players. Good Whoa. times. Head spinning. Yeah. I mean, is Nashville ready for our takeover? That's what I want to know. Well, Titans will be. They don't have anywhere to be uh, next Sunday. Yep, I'm going to go help them lick their wounds. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Today's episode, big one we got going on. We got C.H. Robinson, President and CEO, Bob Beasterfield. Wow, we're dancing with the stars. Yeah, he's going to talk about that new idea. Incubator Robinson Labs going to be super cool. fun. We're going to talk about that DHL Supply Chain Pricing Power Index. We're going to talk about freight forecasting. Yes. We're even going to review Frozen 2. What? Good news, bad news, all sorts of stuff. But um, a little bit of something for everyone. Yeah. Yeah. You know, we've got some great headlines today, Duna. But you know what it's time for. This episode is brought to you by DHL Supply Chain, the world's leading logistics company. DHL Supply Chain's team of experts simplify the complex and work with you to find solutions to your biggest transportation challenges. Learn how DHL can help your business at Tell em, Chad. Logistics.dhl.com. Boom. 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 Some guy on YouTube, by the way, you said we were certified dads. Thank you, because we are. Yeah. Can't hit me with that one. All right. $6.2 million breach contract lawsuit is... Of is was what forced Celadon's bankruptcy, right? That's what they're saying now. So on April 6, 2019, yes. Celadon sold its Asset Light Logistics Division to TA Services, the Asset Light Division of PS Logistics, for $60 bucks. As part of the purchase agreement, TA would have access to Celadon's logistics platform to continue to serve customers' needs on a revenue-sharing basis, according to a press release about that sale. Celadon also agreed to share its IT network, TA claims Celadon was insolvent, though, and fear that future access to shared IT systems would again be blocked, and the failure to remit millions of dollars in accounts receivables forced the company to file its initial complaint. Yeah, so the purchase agreement states that certain freight loads tendered by a customer to Celadon would be transferred to the DA, D- TA dispatch to, quote, either fulfill itself or broker to a third-party carrier, according to the suit. The contract also stipulated that certain loads would be billed and paid to TA, while other load requests would be billed and paid to Celadon, which would then forward on the receivable within 50 days. Yeah, at the meeting, the complaint com- claims that Finville noted TA that Celadon had depleted $25.5 million in cash reserves in the previous 90 days and was unable to meet its debt obligations. Um TA attorneys sent a letter to Celadon on November 27th demanding all funds be surrendered by November 29th, but no payment was received. The following day, Celadon referred any further uh, correspondence to its bankruptcy had terminated and terminated TA's access to what it was afraid of, those IT services. And then a month later, we all know what happened. And they're trying to get back what uh, they say is theirs, allegedly. Uh, In another headline, driver claims Amazon and employers violations led to accident pain. And suffering. Yes, Timothy Weekly, a Tennessee truck huh? driver. Local boy. 
His uh, legend, he was coerced into violating federal hours of service laws while hauling freight for Amazon through his employer. This eventually led him to crashing his truck and getting injured. His lawsuit was filed in federal court in Washington state, where Amazon is based, and claims Amazon and his employer, South Holland, Illinois-based AAA Freight Incorporated, worked him into the ground like a rented mule, intentionally depriving him of sleep. AAA allegedly, routinely, edited his electronic logbook entry so that law enforcement and the DOT would, quote, be none the wiser. Yeah, beating him like a rented mule. That's a little Jim Ross. Jim Ross used to say that in like the attitude error of wrestling. Like, Austin's beating him like a rented mule in the corner. I miss those days. Weekly said he complained directly to Amazon after several instances in October 2019, in which he said he was pressured to haul loads using a tractor lease from a company affiliated with AAA. Well, overly tied and in a significant violation of federal required rest breaks, he alleges damages that exceed over 75,000 bucks. In response to the allegations, Amazon stated that AAA Freight is one of thousands of companies we contract to move uh, inventory around the country, require our contractors and their drivers to comply with strict policies and ensure safety, among other things. We are actually looking into these claims, as we always do, when these rare but unfortunate situations arise. Wow, you sound like a that's good corporate, corporate attorney. Speak. Yeah, yes. <clears throat> the uh, allegations against Amazon follow complaints against the company made public last year and Amazon's treatment of contractor delivery drivers as it's tried to meet tight delivery schedules. The allegations also come after stepped-up complaints of coercion by employers against drivers who feel pressure to violate safety regulations while doing their job. Okay. All right. Let's. All right. Yeah. Walmart was mad about some. Walmart doesn't like the jury award that was there. He said it's being taken too literally. Uh, so we'll we'll maybe get back to that one. But right. we have a very important phone call to get to right now with C. H. Robinson's uh, president and CEO. Get him up here on the line. Hi, good morning. Hey, Bob, how are you? This is Dooner and Chad with What the Truck at Freightways. We're uh, very happy that you joined us on the air today. Good afternoon, guys. How are you? We're doing good, Bob. Thanks. Yep. Thanks Thanks for uh, being yeah. with us for a little bit. We're <laughs> here celebrating a big announcement that you guys just made. You want to tell us, what is Robinson Labs uh-huh. and uh, how does it work? Absolutely. You know, we're super excited yesterday to formally launch Robinson Labs, which is which is really an extension of that billion-dollar technology investment that we've been talking about for the last several months here. And what it is, in its essence, is it's an incubator, right? It's a way for us to extend our broader uh, network of supply chain experts, engineers, supply chain designers out to our customers so we can bring those customers into, I guess what I'll call the sandbox, right? Bring those customers in close and, and allow our experts to solve really complex supply chain problems for those for those customers in an, in an even faster way, right? I mean, our customers continue to tell us that they're looking for new solutions to their new customers. And this is a way for us to put, you know, a, a team swarmed around those problems and to, to build, to innovate, to test, and then to scale those new ideas quickly. Hey, why are you guys launching Robinson Labs? I mean, I know you, you've made this big bet on Freytech that over a billion dollars you're putting towards it. Is this just a way to, uh, to see where that output is going and nurture some of these great ideas as we move into the 2020s and beyond? You know, the way I think about it, there's a couple of paths around software development, right? We've got some of the largest companies in the world that use our Navisphere platform as their enterprise technology to drive their entire supply chain. And there's a way of building technology to ensure that you're meeting the needs of those customers that rely on the tech every single day. And that doesn't necessarily align with that, you know, information of the speed of thought and innovation and, and 
you know, iterating and deploying uh, technology to test and learn quickly. So we really wanted to have both paths going on concurrently, right? And so we've got the enterprise technology team that's focused on, you know, making sure Navisphere continues to maintain the leadership position we have there, working on all the initiatives that we talked around with the Navisphere. And then we've got this team that sits adjacent to that that's able to pull upon those, the technology teams, the business experts, and work on specific customer problems. Yeah, well, that it, that sounds fantastic. Maybe what are some of those problems you're working on? Like, I'm sure I know you guys just announced it, but you must have some some momentum going on already. What what are some projects Robinson Labs is working on? There's there's a lot of really cool stuff that the team is doing. I think one of them that I think is really is really interesting is in the area of pricing, right? And as we all know, you guys just did a bit on pricing here before I jumped on. But there's a lot of factors that impact the price of a shipment in the truckload space on a daily basis, and it has a lot more to do with you know, the, than just the origin of the shipment and the destination of the shipment. And so using, you know, advanced data scientists and really smart uh, technology and supply chain people, they're really working to deconstruct customer supply chain so they can understand so many different uh, implications of pricing of their supply chain. So being able to isolate the impact of things like lead time, things like appointment time, the behavior at origin and destination of the shipper or the receiver, looking at the day of the week or the month of the year in which, in which, uh, shipments are moving, we're re- really able to help a shipper go back and look at their own performance and without changing origin or destination or anything else, help them to optimize the pricing associated with their supply chain. And we're delivering that back to them through that Navisphere Insight platform, which is really our, our on-demand in, in, uh, analytics platform that exists for, for all of our customers. You bring up a great point. You know, other I- I was going to say, Bob, go you ahead. bring up a go great ahead. point in terms of, of the forecasting and everything. I used to work for a a 4PL where we would look at routing and all of those kind of things, the things that actually make up the actual bottom line cost, because a lot of shippers, even to this day, they still look at a, a rate as what they're quoted, that cost per mile, when there's a, a heck of a lot more to it. Yeah, totally agree. I mean, there's so many more complexities that exist beyond just, you know, putting a rate against a routing guide and, and who's willing to put the the most, you know, lowest cost rate in there. There's so many things that are within you know, shippers and receivers control that can impact the, that true rate base. We want to help, you know, shippers understand what those behaviors are so that they can optimize their networks and also that they can make their freight more attractive to the carriers because ultimately we've got to serve both both sides of that transaction, right? We want, we want carriers to be more efficient. We want them to drive greater returns into their business and having that best optimized freight is a great way to do it. Well, and I would think that the more data we're constantly gathering, the better we can we can uh, create these tools to be. Uh, I, well, where will Robinson Labs uh, be located, Bob? Yeah, so we've got a presence for Robinson Labs in, in several locations, and we've been really intentional about where those locations are. So obviously with our corporate team being in, in Eden Prairie and the majority of our developers being there, we do have a large presence in Eden Prairie, Minnesota. We're also in Chicago because, you know, we really believe that Chicago is the logistics hubs of, of, of North America. So I've been there for 100 years and we've actually got yeah. more people in Chicago than, than anywhere else. You know, also in the U.S., we're in Silicon Valley. We established a, a foundation in Silicon Valley a couple of years ago through a, a small acquisition that we did of a Silicon Valley startup back at the end of 18. We're continuing to build on that team for obvious reasons to stay close to you know, the bleeding edge of technology. And then finally, we're in Warsaw, Poland, which is a great tech hub in Europe and where we really are building our technology footprint out of having full stack developers in, in that area. And our Warsaw, you know, surface transportation office in Europe is our largest office in, in our European network. So 
it keeps us close to the business, close to the logistics thought centers, and close to the leading edge of technology. All And that group is able to collaborate really effectively together. Ah, Dobre, my mother is Polish, so very happy to hear that she'll be she'll be happy to to know the big eagle is being honored. Uh, who's going to carry the sword? Who's going to lead this uh, this Robinson Labs and make sure everything stays on track and, and everything's going according to plan? Yeah, Tim Gagnon, who's our VP of, of analytics, is is leading the charge with Robinson Labs, but the leadership of of the initiatives go far beyond just Tim. We've got really strong principal data scientists that live within that group. The really cool thing about this Robinson Labs incubator culture, though, is we can bring leaders in from all parts of the company, whether it's people that lead a different service line that want to bring a customer in, you know, our commercial leaders can bring an opportunity in. And so we've got the opportunity for people across the company to bring customers and carriers right into this, this incubator sandbox and, and, and go to work with the infrastructure that's built around it. Well, uh, are you guys just kind of doing R&D for a while? Are you collaborating with anybody? How, how is, uh, how's it going to work? You know, there's a lot of customers that, that we're working with. It is an R&D environment for sure. I mean, we're working primarily to solve, you know, solutions for individual customers. And then once we, once we prove that out, we look to then take that and scale it across the broader network to the benefit of all 124, 25,000 customers that we work with today. Um, you know, Target's been part of this. L'Oreal's been part of this. Those are a couple of examples. And frankly, since we announced it yesterday, I've got had a bunch of customers reach out to me directly to say, hey, how do I get involved next? So a lot of energy around this. So you've got this billion dollar freight tech investment initiative. We are super excited to hear that announcement. Where does Robinson's Lab, where does Robinson Lab fit into all of this? Mm. So so it's one part of the total, right? We announced uh, Freight Quote by C.H. Robinson a couple of months ago as an example of, you know, a proof point for where these dollars are being spent and how they're delivering real real value and for our customers and for our carriers. I think I've said it before, but of that investment, we've really got it focused on three primary areas. The first being the customers, you know, spending our freight tech dollars to ensure that we're delivering new solutions for new problems for our customers. The second and of equal importance is our carriers. You know, working with 76,000 different motor carriers on a global basis, we know that there's opportunities across many of those being small businesses to continue to help them drive more efficient businesses. And that's what we've been doing for a long time. We know that there's challenges in being a small motor carrier. And the fact that we've got more truckload freight than anybody else is what bring those, brings those carriers to Robinson. But we need to continue that value through the technology that we create for them. And then third, it's about looking at our internal processes and making our employees even more successful. We got 15,000 people around the globe and we want to use technology to deliver information at the speed of thought to them so that they can help their customers drive solutions every single day. No more faster. <laughs> um, Bob, thank exactly. you. Yeah. Thanks man. So much for spending 10 good minutes with us. Uh, how do people, how do they get involved? Where should they go to learn more? Hey, we've got thousands of great account managers. They're out in the field every single day talking to their customers and, you know, thousands of people talking to their motor carriers and leading those relationships. Engage your account managers, engage your carrier managers, and, and they'll be able to bring you into the fold if you're not in already. Or, or they could just blow up your phone, right? <laughs> yeah. we, we haven't given that number out, <laughs> Bob. <laughs> we'll keep that I'm secret safe available. with us. All right. Thank you very much, Bob. We'll see you All out right, on the guys. battlefield, man. Take it easy. Thanks, Bob. Wow, great stuff, man. It's yeah, super exciting. Pretty I mean, exciting. Look, this is a follow the leader business. CH Robinson is a leader in this industry. And when they start putting big investments during freight tech, and it's not just saying, oh, we're putting a billion dollars out there. They actually made this Robinson Labs. It's exciting stuff. 
What do you think about that, Andrew? Robin Speaking Slabs, of you exciting stuff. You heard about that one? Look at this I did hear about that. Thing. Yeah, I think it's awesome. Yeah. Uh, they're spending a lot of money on tech. I think that they're, uh, you know, they have a chance to uh, to break out from the pack. All right, man. Money. All right, man, how can tech help make this pricing power index go back towards the carriers because it dipped again, right? Uh, yeah, I think uh, if, if, if tech could help solve this capacity issue, it would help them <laughs> gain, gain, some pass, gain some power. Uh, yeah, it went back down to the shippers, kind of expected this, this drop a little bit. We're back down to 35, uh, mainly because um, volumes have been kind of flat, uh, but capacity has been a little bit tighter than, uh, than 2019 levels, but still pretty loose. Uh, outbound tender rejections around 7%. Uh, so we're comfortable saying that the shippers gained a little bit of power, but uh, you know, still close to the middle. It's a cyclical cycle, kind of predicting cyclical it going cycle. this, <laughs> <laughs> kind of predicting it going this way a little bit, right? Uh, but you guys keep predicting that three month thing going right up to the balance. Yeah, we're we're expecting a you know a slow first Very quarter. We are we're, well, we're, we're carrier lovers, you know, we we love our carriers. So uh, yeah, we're we're optimistic that uh, some of this capacity is starting to churn from the market. We've got we've still got some healthy economic data like consumer sentiment and such, and housing starts that that can help the carriers out. Uh, so yeah, we 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 do think that the the market is optimistic. And the and the carriers will get some power here in the second and third quarter. Out of all the indexes, you follow about like seven indexes that make this pricing power index. Which one was the most influential in the decline this week? Uh, probably, pro- I guess it's a culmination between rates. I mean, between well, rates too, but a combination between. Uh, uh, rejections and volumes with with uh, volumes staying steady year over year. I mean, they're, they're dead on where they were last year and uh, rejections still a little bit less, but they're just they're falling. Uh, the, we, we kept the reefer rejections kept tumbling and tumbling. And so I think eventually we'll see a, an inflection point here in the next couple of days and capacity is really going to loosen for the next few weeks. What would you say is the most positive news for carriers? Uh, the economic data, for okay. sure. So you had, again, you had consumer sentiment, uh, which grew all throughout 2019. Uh, you had good housing starts at the end of the year. So you had a strong uh, you're gonna have a strong flatbed market. Um, you also, the stock market is actually reacting a little bit to um, to the carriers' uh, you know optimism towards the second half. They're getting in now. Uh, we last week we had blistering hot uh, transportation stocks. So That's yeah, there's right. there's some positive news. Uh, and used truck prices are coming down. So we think there may be some capacity starting to to churn out of the market. Uh, so yeah, I think the future's bright. There's gonna be a bumpy couple uh, months though. By the way, we got the LinkedIn comments up. Uh, I was going to call you Sebastian. <laughs> I don't know. Sebastian Bach over here. No, Chad Primos. Yeah, he has got the Facebook comments up. I think someone's monitoring YouTube, too. So if you guys have any questions here for our pricing mavens or anyone else in the booth, let us know because we do comment section rodeo today. Yep. It's hot in here. That's why it's I had really to. Dude, it is. It is. This is Bob Ross. And he's by got the, the way. he's got the know. beanie on, and I yeah, got like the yeah, nasty We should be on like the dock right now, but we're not. Yeah, we no should. We're not like sweating. Tommy. He's sweating in the, the terrarium. All right, guys. He, they had so great quarter guys. Is their is their podcast right? Oh yeah. It's been super successful. You're only on episode twelve, and you just had one of the most downloaded freight casts that we've ever done as a company, including the show What the Truck. One of the most downloaded ones. Not even wow. in the top ten. You're in the top three. All right, amazing wow. stuff. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah, indeed. And it's Thank only you, been out for Jacobs. what two days? Uh, yeah, yeah. Came back. But two. I guess this is the third day. Came Note to self, Chad. Ask more. Use more headlines that talk about XBO. Yes, <laughs> XBO is a hot topic right yeah. now. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you, Brad Jacobs. So, what was it about? What was the show about? Why is everyone listening to? It? Why are they so excited by it? Uh, so we basically we basically talked out the report that we came out with on last Friday, uh, which basically gamed out what an XBO spinoff would look like and what a lean mean 
LTL, a pure pay LTL XBO would look like. Uh, so we talked about likely acquires of their business segments. We talked about likely people that they may acquire. Um, and basically, what is XBO worth as a pure play LTL um, company? And can they eventually become the most profitable and, and best run LTL company uh, in the country? You give us a, a spoiler. What do you think, Chad? Do you think that they can look before he says anything and before you go listen to the episode? What do you think? What do I think about which part? Like, that they can be the most profitable, well-run LTL company in, in the country. Well, I would... In the I, world. I, I, Say country or world? I said country because okay. they're selling off all of I'm, their non I'm not betting against assets. Brad Jacobs' counterintuitive, visionary approach. Remember when he talked about mortality at... Uh, at Transparency 19. Oh, yeah, like how many days he had to live. Yeah. Were you, you weren't here I yet, were you? I, I was he, here, but I wasn't at the I think event. he yeah. estimated around 8,000. Yeah, I forgot. 8, I know what I asked him. To live. I, and I prompted that question because I asked him if he thought there was going to be an extinction level event amongst 3PLs who don't get, don't start getting tech focused if they're just going to start going by the wayside. Mm-hmm. And, um, I don't know if he didn't necessarily want to talk about that or give away his secrets on who he's planning on buying and picking up or avoiding buying and picking up so his competitors uh-huh. do. But instead, he talked about his own mortality and how nothing can. It was weird, right? He went. I mean, it was cool. Yeah, yeah. He was like, I well, you know, every day counts. I have eight thousand one hundred forty-seven <laughs> days to. You know, how does he live? know that? Yeah. Like, well, he doesn't exactly. Oh, he said his right? doctor said like, at, yeah. if you st- at the rate you're going, you'll live to like eighty-nine or something, right? Pretty yeah. good. I actually yeah. performed that calculation too. I mean, I it's it's kind of sobering. It's like thirteen thousand in some days. Do you take your it clothes really- off before you get weighed at the doctor? Uh, I haven't in a while. No, okay. no, but I definitely take out the things in my pockets. You yeah, don't want to like, shame yourself on the right. scale. Yeah, yeah. I, they made me go on like full sweater, full boots, full everything in my pockets, and like I immediately opened up my MyFitnessPal app again after I got off that scale, <laughs> and I'm like, I'm tracking the calories again. <laughs> I'm ca- counting the macros. I'm counting it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, what else I, is new? So what? What? Um. So people go great quarter, guys. You can Apple Podcast, Spotify, Stitch. You can also watch it on Freightways TV, on YouTube, on LinkedIn, all of those kind of things. You guys are on on Tuesdays at two p.m. Correct. It's two o'clock. Uh, you can also again on demand subscribe to Freightcast. That's where every single Freightways podcast is. If you want to sample them all, because there's a ton of great ones, including your your biggest competitors over at Freightonomics. I know we're we're, we're battling out with them. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, check it out. we got a couple papers coming out in the next week. I think we're, we have a detention paper that will be coming out early next week and some sort of uh, Freight Outlook 2020 by the end of the week. So uh, keep keep a lookout for those uh, Sonar users and Passport uh, people. And if you're not one of those Passport people, talk to anybody at FreightWaves about getting on the Passport, get our research. It's it's very valuable, and we work hard on it. Thanks, man. Thank All you right. for joining us today. Thank you, Andrew, Andrew Cox. Cox. The wow. boy wonder of freight. And now we have. He, he does great research and he's gotten so much better on the media side. Wow. Oh, jeez. Uh, is that like is, a backhanded compliment? No, it is oh. like he's, he's, an, he's really And here he comes. Way. It is Michael it's, Vincent. It's the great freight, to watch him grow The up. freight forecast. Freight forecast. Yeah. What's in the skies? What's coming at you? Wow. Freight forecasting. Good We're not wow. sarcastic. Got to get me some good news. He, uh, did, so is, are you going to sing well, my every time to that? Maybe. Yeah. I don't know. Wow, it's pretty good. You actually yeah. kind of sound like you got a heavy voice. Well, I that used it. to that used to be like a uh, for another show that got canceled here, and it, I wanted to reuse it for a much better show, which is freight forecasting with there the amazing and awesome Michael Vincent. <laughs> the dude. 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 It's great to have you in the here, man. Thank wow. you. Thank you. It's great yeah. to be here with you guys, man. Well, well, so what is it? What is Freight Forecaster? 
Freight forecasting. So for, <laughs> <laughs> what do you think about it? Uh, but you are the, the freight forecaster. show on uh, Freightways TV, man. Yeah. yeah but so, you uh, are the forecaster. So I am, yeah, so what I am do the you god do? of you, freight forecasting. What are you forecasting? The dude of freight forecasting. Yeah. So, yeah. So freight forecasting, right? So it's, it's complicated, but really, you know, boiled down using... Uh, you know, predictive modeling to forecast or predict what's happening in the freight markets, right? From everything from rate movement of, of truckload, right, domestically, yeah. or uh, forecasting different, um, you know, port slowdowns, uh, air air freight capacity, uh, maritime capacity, et cetera. Do you, Anything you can look at that can disrupt the display, supply chain. or So that sounds like less of like a big uh, overview and more of like a micro look about like what is happening like right now to get my just-in-time delivery made. Yeah, so it's from it's, it really goes from 24 hours, what's happening right this second and today. You walk in the morning, what's happening today and how can I react and what's yeah. happening tomorrow, but also you know, out years and stuff, right? Oh, okay, so, so a yeah, little bit of both. So, yeah, absolutely. A little yin and yang. Yeah, so you can, you know... The, Tariffs, the threat of tariffs, trade wars, yeah. changes the origin of imports into the United States, which then changes the, the risk, right? Yeah, 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 right. And it, 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 that trickles all the way down. It trickles down from from the origin, then the trade lanes, how the maritime lanes and how the volumes are in those lanes. But then what's the origin point into the United States? Which makes a huge impact on then the surface transportation in the U in the U.S. Yeah, and then depending, you know, we all know, you know, you get into the Midwest, Ohio, Indianapolis area, you've got what you're within 500 miles, of what 65, 70 percent of the population, something like this. Yeah, and you yeah. prove so, all of this with uh, sonar data, right? Oh, yeah, you're using yeah, the absolutely. sonar screen, so people right. you can actually kind of learn on the. You're, you're basically given a live demo as you do the show and you gotta use two sides of your brain when you're doing that right yeah which is not good for me i'm not i'm not i'm not <laughs> you're a one brain guy yeah i'm uh, just one side or the other it's, it's, time, it's kind of an art and a science <laughs> you know we were talking to bob easterfield ceo and president of ch robinson right before you came on and he was talking about logistical labs their billion dollar investment right. in freight tech that's a piece of it and he was saying that for you know forecasting is is the next big thing oh yeah it absolutely is it's it's essential and, and everybody's done a little bit in the show yesterday i i kind of went a little deep into first days at Roadway Express and how we forecasted the freight that was coming across the dock and how essential it was. But if you expand that, it's it's essential for cause, for companies to do it. It doesn't matter if shipper or provider of the transportation services from carrier 3PLs. You got to be looking at what's coming up next. Well, Nashville. speaking of what is coming up next, you, we are just this is the warm-up act for oh, Monday right. about 9:10 central time, 10:10 10, yeah, 10 eastern time. That's right. You are going to be with us live on set with What the Truck at the Air Cargo Conference. What's the plan for you and your team besides the 15 minutes of fame that you're going to have with us? Well, that's that's my entire goal. <laughs> you know, okay. promoting my personal brand. Yeah. The, the Michael <laughs> Vincent, which kind of sounds like a practice my singing singer. voice to compete with Michael Vincent. Michael, yeah, from Michael Vincent, 80 singer. He's the uh, he's, well, What was Jan Michael Vincent? Yeah. Uh, Blue Thunder or something like that. What is show ever? Yeah. Speaking of singing, if you have kids, you know this song. Into the unknown. <laughs> All right, frozen two, man. Are we in getting into some good shots. Reviews. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> yes, we are. Fro um. Oh, I know. So this this got prompted because <laughs> this gentleman, right before our Christmas party, was just going on a tirade about how much he disliked Frozen Two. I gotta say, <laughs> my kids, I got the five year old and the three year old. They loved it, so I have to kind of give it a good score because it entertained them. Well, I. My five-year-old and seven-year-old loved it. They thought it was better than the first one. 
Yeah. Oh. As a parent sitting there watching Olaf melt slowly in Anna's uh, you're arms spo- are for you ten minutes. Spo- oh, Spoiler! Oh my, you just destroyed some kid's eye. Why do I have to go now explain this to my kids? All we want to do is go get entertained. If you care that much about (laughs) Frozen 2, like people like you, it's been out for months. Like if you care that much about it, go see it. I really don't, but you brought it up. Yeah, no, well you kind of. You know what you could do is just tell them how many more days they have to live. (laughs) exactly right. We're all slowly melting, darling. (laughs) Some takes 80 years, some five minutes. But let's put some context. So Frozen 1, what would you give that as a score? Uh... Frozen one, yeah, I would give a nine point three. Okay, that's a fair, strong score. Yeah, yeah. very I, I watchable, right? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Modern Absolutely. classic, great yeah. singing. Sorry, uh, you, you the best narrative. since the, the Lion King. Maybe the best since Lion King in terms of animated. Yeah, I'd go with that. Yeah. Sure, you're. Yeah, all right. Yeah, I'll yeah, give yeah, it like the nine point yeah. five too. Yeah, yeah. All right, but yeah. then Frozen two. What are you giving on a one point five? Personally, yeah, it was. It was. Kind of like Dumb and Dumber. Uh, all right. <laughs> same my, joke, my daughter came the out same of jokes, it. the same things, trying yeah. again. It was like, uh, stale. Better song, Into so. the Unknown or uh, Let It Go. Uh, let It Go. Yeah? Yeah. All right. As, as overplayed as it is, right? Yeah. I, I was in a different movie theater watching The Joker while my wife and daughter were watching Frozen 2. Yeah. See, I'd I get was... a better score if I'd have done something like that. Yeah. I, did you see yeah. The Joker? <laughs> I did not. Okay. I did not. But they came out they came out kind of like, yeah, it's pretty good. I'll give it this. I'll say it's like a seven point five. If you like the frozen world and the characters, you like it a lot, it's not a bad way to spend an hour and a half with them again. My boys said it's better because the rock monsters are better than marshmallow, the snow monster because rocks are stronger. Than snow. That's the the boy logic. Well, that's good logic. I I found it especially humorous during our first, you know, off camera dissection of the movie (laughs) that it was you had this epiphany that. Sven can't talk. It was oh, me? Act- yes, me. I didn't know that it until... Was, yes, it was I'd actually seen- Kristoff the whole time. It was Kristoff the whole time. <laughs> Spoiler alert if oh, you haven't seen it. Oh, you didn't know that. <laughs> <laughs> it was good stuff. Awesome. All right, so how do people... Uh, how do they check out the forecaster? The, f- the forecasting. Great forecasting. So what is it? Thursdays at four. Every right. Thursday at four, right? So the first one, we just kind of went over high level. Second one will be hello, high level about what a freight forecaster is what they look like, skill sets and data sets, that type of thing. And then we'll start taking deeper dives into how to actually forecast. Speaking of, yeah, okay. So we'll do that. So that's where they can find you. Speaking of predictive modeling, have you ever done any modeling? Oh, I'd, uh, I'd yes, be surprised but, um, if not. Okay, we can't show that on air. For skull. We know where to find you, brothers. Thank you so much. We'll see you Monday. Don't be a stranger. All right, the dude. We will see you in Nashville. All right, where is Brad? Ganane. He's here to take his lump. Insane Ganane. In earnings over under. Is he down here? Do you see him? He's not here. Go get him. All right. Do you want to play for him instead? What are we playing? We're playing yeah, earnings play for over him under. Instead. Play right, for him instead. Guy, yeah. You know what? We're just going to. So all I do is I mention in earnings. I give you what their estimated earnings per share would be. And you just guess if it went over or under. Super simple. Just take a guess. Because you got 50 50 chance. Randomly? Yeah. You just can take a guess. Sweet. Yeah. I can all right. do that. We're going to do The idea with you. is to tell the world about these earnings. Yeah. Earnings. Uh, Why are you giving away our secrets? All right. We will start with Chad so you get a feel for the game. All right. Oh. So. I like, I like the counter punch. Our local guys. Okay. The, the faith-based Covenant Transport Group, who their former uh, recruiter, uh, this guy Rob Hatchett, who's with See yeah. My Trucks now, yeah. he was on Freightwaves Insiders, which if you guys watched your show, we had like a rock block. Freightwaves Insiders was on, then it was your show that aired. Oh, is that right? Yeah, yes, Very right. cool. Yeah, good stuff. I'm going to have to bring a stronger show next time. All right, Covenant yeah, Transport, earnings per share, 27 cents, Mr. Prevost. Over! They oh. beat estimates, I bet. Under. 
Smart move. I mean, you know, just go against him and you'll always win every time. They were uh, they were under. It was uh, earnings. Oh. So 20 said it was 10 cents. Oh. Yeah, I've old. learned over the last few years that I've known Chad that you take the opposite <laughs> go against him and you're solid. Yeah, they, that is not true. <laughs> well, here's the bad news. I they had a four four game winning streak in this once upon a time. So they only had yeah. ten cents nice. earnings per share in 2018. They had 92 cents. Great wow. year, though, right? Yeah. yeah. The fourth yeah. quarter uh, consensus estimate sure. was that 27 cents. They didn't hit it. They said we are relatively pleased to return to profitability for the fourth quarter based on higher revenue per tractor and lower cost per mile sequentially versus the third quarter of 2019. However, by no means are we satisfied with the results at Covenant Transport Chairman and CEO, Mr. David R. Parker. Ooh. What do you think? Nice. Thank a lot of headwinds. Recovery, though? Headwinds. You're the forecaster guy. You're forecasting. Do you think that, <laughs> and not necessarily Covenant, but the industry at large by second quarter, third quarter, good? or Late second, third. Late second, third? Yeah. All right, yeah, so, 10%, so the next round of earnings, too, might yeah. not be that great. I, I think it'll show some movement in a positive direction, but it's not going to be like, yeah, hey. Okay. All right, we start with you on this one. Heartland Express, 23 cents earnings per share, over or under? Over. All right. <sighs> well, I guess for the spirit of the game, I'm going to say under. Well, good for staying oh, in the spirit. Hey, it was under. Hey, so, one to one. Yeah, it was 16 cents. Uh, the Iowa-based truckload carrier reported fourth quarter earnings of 16 cents per share, well below the consensus of 23 and the prior year's 27. Um. One of the reasons for that is, uh, let's see. However, the company Mills Transfer, which operated at 90% operating ratio prior to the deal, weighed on Heartland Express's fourth quarter 29 results. So a little bit of pickup. You know, they they, get, they haven't solved the equation. But do you think gotcha. there'll be recovery for Heartland during the same boat with Covenant? They got to wait for the market to correct. I think everybody's got to wait for the. Uh, I think it's going to be a general market correction is what they got to wait for. All right. Tell you the truth. Yeah, that's, uh, yeah, he's right. Going to Air Cargo Nashville, right? Yeah. Southwest, yeah. over. South, Southwest oh. Airlines earnings per share dollar nine. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Dallas based carrier. Gonna say over. No. Okay. Tough headwinds. Yeah, he's he's going under with everybody. Under. So yeah, fourth quarter net income it actually fell twenty one point four percent. Airspace did not well, have good. No. I know Even we talk the about well truck run, all the time. Yeah, none of, none of them, there were, nobody did. Nobody they all yeah, they were all pretty bad. Yeah, yeah they fell to, to five hundred fourteen million. Uh, so it was ninety eight cents. Wow. Uh, below the consensus estimate of the Wall Street uh, Wall Street estimate of a dollar nine, officials said the max flight ban. This has killed a lot of oh, these guys. Oh yeah, that yeah. is for sure. Yeah, it contributed to a seven point seven percent rise in annual operating costs, excluding fuel for the fiscal year, and impacted a planned network expansion. So, I mean, a lot of damage something like that has done to yeah, just about absolutely. everybody. Yep. Yeah, they've all been affected negatively. That's for sure. All right, let's go to the rail for a minute here. Let's try Union. another airline. See if Chad can get his. All right. What about the railroads, though? So we've been on Railroad. land. We've been in the air. What about on on tracks? Union Pacific. So, and this is not right, earnings, though. This notes? is profit. So, yeah, the, the, I'm their, reading it. Did their profit slip over under nine percent? Ooh, did they? Yeah. So, did the profit slip more or less? So, so over, over over under nine percent. Yes. So, a little. Your brain has to think a little differently on this one. It does. It does. That's not good. See, I told you one side at a time. It's now over is bad. <laughs> yeah, I get it. Over I get is it. bad this time. Yeah. Was it over, over is bad. I'm going to say yeah. under. Okay. I'll take the over. Yes, yeah, smart move, Mr. Prevost. Yeah. Union Pacific Profit slips two to, to two. 10%. So 10%, man. 10% fourth quarter operating revenue slipped amid fewer shipments of agricultural premium intermodal and energy products. Although industry volumes are flat, Union Pacific said Thursday freight uh, freight revenue dipped 10% to 4 Point eight, so pretty good. Four point eight so nine billion. Not terrible. How bad would it have been without PSR? 
You know, I mean, <laughs> precision rail. What I efficiency? Say. All right, this is this is the this is the last one. Texas Texas <laughs> Instruments. Grace. You guys used to have that TI. Like you would go next level when you got to like fifth grade math class when you got the graphing calculator, the oh, TI eighty yeah, eight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Put, like drug wars on there. Sure. Like because you couldn't bring yeah. your Game Boy in class. Or right. smartphones, kids. So if you're a little bit, a little bit older like us, you might yeah. have had a TI. That was like That's your video right. game system. It was. It absolutely was. They were dope. And your parents, they were kind of expensive too. You'd they have to bring home that permission slip to your parents, and your parents would have to give you, you a need check. Need a TI thirty five. Yeah, good yeah. stuff. But okay, earnings per share, a dollar two. Whose turn is it? Uh, um, so when you chat him, chat I took him. The you. I'll say I over. Okay. All right. Well, you're you gonna know my answer. Under that. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> All right. Well, you should have gone. Over. Yeah. That's right. Hey, who won this one? Chad Prios won. There's a dollar twelve. We do. We're doing good news, bad news next. But the good news, bad news here is that even though it was over, their stock slipped because it was a pretty low bar. See, that's and, what I was uh, thinking of. Now, yeah. Let's try another uh, question. That was a trick question. <laughs> that was it. We'll have to, <laughs> you'll have to come back next time for a rematch, okay? I would well, love to. He put up right, an admirable to. fight. All right, now, you've, now you now finally have to thanks, leave us. And now, now I have to leave. Yeah, now you finally get thrown bonus for, for filling in for the absent yes. bratty Absolutely. G. Absolutely. Yes, Man, yes. he's in trouble. Gwenene. It's he's all right. He, he feared. Just if you give him, give him trouble when you see him. Give him help. Oh, I'll give him yeah. help when I okay. see him. Absolutely. Thank you. Don't forget to leave the head. Thank you, gentlemen. <laughs> Thanks, Vincent. Thank you, sir. Hey, by the way, Man. by the way, loud enough to to annoy creative. Okay. Oh yeah, right. absolutely. Okay. Into the <laughs> Thank you. Right on, brother. All right. Good Peace. job, dude. Peace and love. Oh. Good job, dude. That song right. does get stuck in your head, though. That in that into the unknown song. All right. Well, if you keep singing it. How's it bad news and good news? Doom. All right. Time for a little bad news, good news. All right. Here's some good news. Yeah. E-commerce deliveries will be up 78% by 2030. 2030. Hell yeah. I mean, still, that's that's massive. Compared to right now, it's already a lot, right? Yeah. Well, here's the bad news, though. In in less than three years, they're going to overrun cities. Just package so before delivery. they even arrive at 78%, they're going to be overrunning cities. That's really bad. Yeah, so growing demand for e-commerce delivery will result in 36% more delivery vehicles in inner cities by 2030. What do we to, do? Leading to a rise in both emissions and traffic congestion without effective intervention. Without effective intervention, urban last mile delivery emissions and traffic congestion are on track to increase by over 30% in the top 100 cities globally. Cover Man, your ears, think- Greta. The future of the last mile ecosystem analysis 24 interventions that can reduce uh, emissions, congestion, and delivery costs for the urban last mile. I this think we is, need an intervention right now. Up. This is all according to the report by the World Economic Forum. Wow. Wow. I mean, what do you do? Well, they said ecosystem well, they rail? Said, no, they said ecosystem wide change innovations could reduce emissions and traffic congestion by 30% and delivery costs by 25%, as opposed to the do nothing scenario, where this is the do nothing scenario. But there's other variables, right? You know, like Bob talked about, Bob Easterfield, he said you got to take other variables into account. Well, what if there's autom- more automated vehicles, more ride sharing, more robots moving these yeah, things around? I mean, maybe that's a there variable. will be. Yeah, I mean, it's not like nothing's going to what, change. What if high-speed rail comes around everywhere? PSI. What if they just like, <laughs> what if they just uh, expand all the highways, just double the, the width of them? Or, sh- or what if they just make cities car-free? <laughs> well, then, I mean, oh, just little robots are making the little deliveries? Yeah, or humans, or just, okay. I don't know. I don't know either, dude. People on bikes. 
Good news! The U.S. index futures edged higher while stocks even jumped in Europe as investors Yay! digested the latest corporate news and economic data. Yay! Bad news. Oh. A deadly virus spreading from China, huh? shutting down operations for millions and is suspected to have an impact on the global outlook. Also, oil fell for a fourth consecutive day. You know, they have Corona seltzer now and they also have coronavirus. Good news. The FMCS, <laughs> yeah. the FMCSA is asking for comment on ELDs. Great, right? And I want to hear from everybody. Yeah. And if you read comments. message boards, you'll imagine what some of those comments have to say. They're not good things. Don't let your children read them. Bad news, though. It's because fatal truck crashes are up 5.7% since the implementation of ELDs. The FMCSA said that ELDs will make our roads safer, Chad. I know. But with fatal crashes up almost 6% since their implementation... The agency is conducting a large truck crash casual factor study. Have ELDs changed the way you guys have drived out there if you're a driver? This is a great radio topic for you, by the way. It, it, yeah, yeah, it's th great. This is going to be a great one for you. Yeah. Um, I Well, you know, you wonder a couple of things immediately out of the box. We were immediately banging the drum with Dean and everybody else. It's not going to make it safer, especially for these restrictive HOS rules. That's the real problem. Yeah. That's that's what's going to be the inhibiting factor. But I tell you what, in the very like very t today with like what this driver accusing a company, I didn't know you could uh, the company could manipulate the ELD data. Yeah, like if that Hack. is true, if you can do that, like then like what is the point? Beating them like that rented mule. It's like they. It, it's worth the paper that they were written on, mm. I suppose. Uh, good news. Boeing is keeping their flawed 737 MAX out of operation and grounded through at least June. And safety advocates, not to mention passengers, can rest safe knowing that Boeing intends to get the problems truly addressed before risking the lives of thousands. Mm -hmm. That seems like pretty good news. Yeah. The bad news is that D.B. Shanker is just the latest company in the Boeing supply chain to feel the downstream effects of the shutdown, with 255 workers in Wichita, Kansas, likely to be laid off. Not to mention, airlines are slashing their schedules for the 737 MAX through at least June and rebooking passengers, often using aircraft they had planned to retire. Yeah, and we saw that in the earnings now. A lot of, a lot of these airlines are getting hit, and I imagine this is going to be a hot topic at Air Cargo 2020 in the city of Nashville. By the way, guys, yeah. speaking of Nashville, where are you tuning in from if you're on LinkedIn or Facebook? Let us know. More than happy to give a shout-out to your locale. We have people tuning in from Sri Lanka, India, everywhere in the world, but Mongolia. Mongolia. Yep. Jinx. Owe me a Coca-Cola. <laughs> Coke Zero. I mean, I think we've got them in Sri Lanka. We've got them in Nigeria. So I'll tell you something. The difference between Coke Zero and Diet Coke is that Diet Coke actually uses the new Coke recipe, and Coca-Cola Zero actually uses the classic Coke recipe. Oh. Yes. But I think they have aspartame. That's not classic. No, no, no. Well, yeah, that's the sweetener. Gotcha no, no. Well, that's, the, that's the sweetener. Yeah, well, that's part of the recipe. Oh, my God. Yeah. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about how it's sweetened. All right, good news. DOT cameras have spotted Bigfoot. Yes, I love the conspiracy theory. But here it is. Talk about conspiracy theories. Maybe it's oh. not Bigfoot that's the conspiracy theory. The bad news that this could just be another government hoax perpetrated by the oligarchs to make people aware of the traffic cams so they slow down in winter conditions. The monsters. According to HuffPo, oh. the Washington State Department of Transportation posted a curious image of what appears to be a person or a Sasquatch, or just something with a vaguely humanoid shape off of Sherman Pass in the state's remote 
northeastern corner. And if you look at the picture. It could have been you in that sweater. Have you seen the picture of the person? No. It looks like it could be a person in a parka, to be honest with you. It looks it looks more like a person in a parka, perhaps, than an actual Sasquatch. Man, I just... And I think I'm, there was a slate that they might be throwing up here on the screen so you guys can actually see what I'm talking about. I but only I'll, have 13,000 days to live. I would like to see a Sasquatch before it's all over. Well, if you haven't seen... Look at that. Look, so look at this, and you guys who are watching, yeah. uh, there's this guy. This. It's this low pressure. It's got the red circle, that like a lot of conspiracy videos. Look like a Sasquatch. Why do we I know. That clear... looks like a kid, like, sledding. I, I want a clear picture of a Sasquatch. I know you can shoot like anyone from the sky with a drone or something, but you can't find Bigfoot. What there, a lie. I bet they're around. Oh. All right. I'm reversing the trend here for the very last one. Okay. Bad news. It's the end of an era. The legendary Eli Manning is announcing his retirement after 16 seasons this very day. Hmm? Yeah. Good news, though, because there's not a logjam of other NFL greats, his chances of making it to Canton, Ohio, are especially strong. And check this out, Dooner. I don't know what? if you knew all this about him. He's one of only 12 quarterbacks all time to win more than one Super Bowl. He ranks in the top seven in career passing yards, touchdown passes, and completions. He owns about every Giants passing record, and his availability might have been his best ability. He never missed a game because of injury in more than in 16 NFL seasons and check this final thing out. All right. He is one of five players to win multiple Super Bowl MVPs. Yeah, and you know Drew Brees said you can't tell the story of the NFL without mentioning Eli Manning. Oh, he did. Time to hear from you guys now. Comment section rodeo. Let's bring it home. Covenant Transport sees difficult operating environment in fourth quarter. This is Mike. It is difficult for everyone out here. Covenant expanded into other markets too, like ex- expediting when they acquired Land Air, which is in the tank, along with a couple of other outfits. They are paying their drivers less than when they open their doors when inflation is figured in and running primary teams. Also, very big in the driver lease scam, and they're still having difficulties. It is a different time. All the old models are now out the window when it comes to the normal boom and bust cycles of the industry. Those days are long gone, especially the predictability of what will happen next. They are. Predictability of what will happen next. Freight forecasting. We are still oversaturated with trucks and drivers, and the flood is not subsiding. The levees will break, which is a first in this industry, as the visa holders pour into the U.S. and Canada. Even with all the bankruptcy last year, the capacity still grows. This isn't going to end well. Especially with the mega carriers, as they are now in uncharted waters. The competition is fierce. As the medium-sized carriers struggle, I can see rates being cut even further as they start encroaching into the mega carriers' backyards. Look at XBO. They are getting out, which says a lot. (laughs) I was speaking to one of their outside salesmen a few weeks ago in a local bar in an unnamed city that I'll never say. (laughs) My thinking... Deregulation has gone too far. The industry is simply cannibalizing itself as the pendulum continues. It's swinging in the wrong direction with no relief in sight, in my opinion. I think that was your opinion. You wrote that, didn't you, Dooner? I, was that a noble one in a sock account? You know. He almost ended I, it like he does. Um, I'm going to have to say yes. Uh, so this is what uh, noble one said about the same topic. I was just looking. <clears throat> I was just looking at their stock chart going back to 2008. I remain cautious. Oh. The correction that began in 2015 doesn't appear to have terminated yet. However, it appears to be 
close to doing so. That being said, the uptrend cycle that began in 2008 doesn't appear to have completed either. Therefore, when this final corrective leg terminates that began in mid-2018, price should resume upwards to complete an uptrend cycle that began in 2008, surpassing the 2015 high. Then, the next correction will be a lot steeper than the one that began in 2015 till now, due to correcting the complete cycle that began in 2008. In conclusion, once this regressive leg terminates, there will be another leg upwards before the multi-year cycle that began in 2008 terminates and corrects, in my opinion. He used to be humble. Yeah, he's no longer humble either. FTA driver abuse complaints continue to follow Amazon. It's unfortunately a common practice. Given how fearful carriers are of retaliation by Amazon, they do anything to keep Amazon happy. Breaking rules is just the tip of the iceberg. <clears throat> oh, yeah? Dude. Well, Mike says, I have hauled plenty for Amazon. They're trailers in mine, and I can tell you they do not operate like the story above states. They give you plenty of time to make these runs. If one leg of load cancels, they, you still are paid the full rate. If multiple stop, continue on with either an empty trailer or bobtail, and you are still paid in full. If you do not have the hours, that is not Amazon's fault. That is the company dispatch's fault for not knowing what their drivers have available. This is a carrier issue with their driver. Amazon has nothing to do with this. This driver sounds like an ambulance chaser. Whoa. Personally, this industry could learn a lot from Amazon. They are quite honestly one of the best outfits I have ever worked with. As far as their rates, yes, there are some good and there are some stink to the heavens. That is up to you to take. But in the end, they will. Uh, they always treated me extremely well. Never had an issue with them. Jeff R. says, thank you, Amazon employee apologists for letting us know about the <laughs> kind and benevolent mega corporations out there. Oh, well, you're welcome. <laughs> Uh, this Sounds is- like you got like a free, uh, free, free month of Prime for that review. <laughs> Think yeah, of fake reviews, Amazon. The, Too many the of them, Amazon. Fix the you. fake reviews. Uh, this is from FTA pilot Flying J. Changes name to capture totality of businesses. Uh, Southern Gary, Southerner Gary says. The Hook, Flying J, had good food. Then they changed <laughs> to Denny's. Pilot is basically a glorified 7-Eleven with truck parking. Mm. Okay. Uh, do- <laughs> My Michael Sanders says... Ah, this is greedy, overpriced, conglomerate. Bad service, and the pricing is insulting me. They ruin every good truck stop they buy out. And they were dragged into court in a big lawsuit stealing money from fuel purchases. I hope they burn in hell. Yes, I'm a truck driver for over 23 years. Well, on that note, right, uh, uh, um, why don't we uh, actually take a moment, and huh? speaking of mega corporations. Oh, did we, we missed the Walmart thing, didn't we? Yeah, let's uh, let's touch on that here at the end of our week, at the end of our hour. Walmart appeals California jury award. So Walmart is taking a right. federal appeals court to reconsider an appellate panel's ruling that awarded $54.6 million to a class of former California truck drivers for time spent mostly on 10-hour layovers between trips. Walmart agrees that faulty guidance... They actually argue. They they argue that. I can't see because your cursor, you put your cursor right in my text. (laughs) I did. So it says Chad Prevost over what I'm trying to read here. (laughs) Walmart agrees that faulty guidance from a lower court influenced the award, in particular the issue of how much control the company really had over the driver's decisions... To lay over. Okay. Yes, they, they, that was a good argument they made. Uh, 
And uh, this is a quote. Even a cursory review of the record shows that Walmart did not prevent drivers from enjoying their layovers. They, this is what they said in the motion. Oh. The, cor- <laughs> the court's panel also erred in ruling that a You know cla- what they say about the motion? That the motion of the ocean? That's what matters? Uh, the court's panel also erred in ruling that a class-wide verdict on liability and damages can be sustained simply because a jury had entered it, despite the lack of proof that the evidence presented could be applicable to an entire class, according wow. to the Walmart's attorneys. Jeez. I think my Band-Aid's falling off, oh, too. Yeah. You can only survive an hour in this You're sweating here in the terrarium. The motion comes two weeks after the three-judge panel from the Ninth U.S. Court of Appeals found that drivers were entitled to back wages under California law. State law requires that employees be paid a minimum wage covering the entire time. They are under an employee's control. The award, if held, upheld, would be paid to the drivers on top of the salaries they earned while employed at Walmart. Less all these lawyers' fees, right? So they'll get like a 5% discount at Walmart. You know, right? it, yeah, it would, uh, I mean, uh, it's a Ooh. tough one, right? Because it's one of those, like, it, it, how does that look? It's, let me see. Uh, not well, bad. Oh, not, good. Not All bad. Right. No gangrene yeah. yet. No, you're, you're pretty good. Uh, it is, um, it's one of those tough ones. Do, do the drivers really deserve to be paid there? Were they coerced and something? But at the same time, that seems like it's kind of an inflated cost that's going to be thrown on. And then what does that mean for the rest of the industry in terms of insurance and rates and some of these things we've been talking about? Some things like, you know, we were talking about Frozen, and sometimes you just got to let it go. Because, I mean, Walmart, and I'm not saying take advantage of employees or anybody, but Walmart is one of the most generous uh, employers out there. They have 12% turnover yeah. rate. Yeah. It doesn't seem Which is like very low in I, this industry. I know, and it's sort of like you don't even want to see a referee do something in the spirit of which it was intended. Although, like that, I think yeah. that ended up harming the Titans. Remember when that it was what was the guy in the Chiefs or someone? He threw the ball in the end zone. It was like it was obvious that he meant to down it, but the the, the other team, the Titans, recovered in the end zone and they had a touchdown. They reviewed it and they're like, no, he was really intending to down it. He wasn't fumbling it, doing something in the way the rules intended, the spirits intended. But it's open to interpretation. You got to go up to New York. You got to go up to the booth, right? Um, I I don't know about the the Titans football analogy, but right, yes. the spirit in which some of this was <laughs> intended. intended. Yeah, it doesn't seem like uh, that ruling should necessarily stay. All right, hey, okay. um, who are we talking to at? We have a couple of minutes left here. Who are we talking at Air Cargo Twenty Twenty? Because we're going to be live streaming all of that stuff. So on Monday. And Tuesday, we're going to have amazing, great content. We're going to be having What the Trucks, multiple What the Trucks today. We'll be having uh, FreightWaves Insiders. If you watched yeah. yesterday, you saw that that has been an audio podcast for a long time, available on FreightCast, FreightWaves Insiders. Talk to Rob Hatcher from Seat My Trucks. But we've had a ton of great people on there, like Sandra Gaines, V. Schreiber. Um, Jet McCandless is coming up soon. We just have amazing guests on there. We're going to have even more amazing ones, like Stu- Susie Schoenberg from Flexport. Yeah, you're going to do an insiders with yeah. her. The guy from NASA. That's going to yeah. be exciting. We're going to be talking uh, with you know Mike Vincent, uh, who we just talked. We're going to be talking with Chris, uh, outsiders to our organization. We're going to be talking with Chris McMillan, the VP of IT at AIT Worldwide Logistics. Also, Brooke Pierce, a manager. He's in a, he's he'll be his regional manager in Nashville of Accelerated Courier. He's going to give us some unique insights into how they run their operation of often one day and two day deliveries. How do they do that with their consolidated routes? We're going to be uh, well. That's you know outside guests. We're going to be we're going to see fireside chats of yeah. Matt Burt. Bernstein of CEO, a CEO of Hubtran. He's going to be talking with Klaus Jensen. 
Uh, I'm going to have a fireside chat with Brennan O'Dowd, the co-founder, CEO of 7L Freight. He founded that thing back in 2006. Talk about a different era. Wow. Yeah. No, it's cool. So if you, like, we watched the video of what went down there, and originally I was like, wow, this place must be dog-friendly. But then I realized that, no, these must be drug-sniffing canines. So <laughs> leave your stash at home, Mr. Prevost. No, yeah. but seriously, I would love to get some of these dogs on What the Truck. Nobody likes a dog. You know, dogs move ratings. Nobody likes to see a nice interview with a drug-sniffing dog. I want to see how they get trained. I want to pet a German Shepherd. Yeah, well, uh, you, you be careful. They they could bite if you... if you. I heard they're like porcupines. You, you can only go this way when you pet them. If you go that way... That's oh. when you get stuck. Oh, they, they don't like the ruffling? The yeah, they don't like that. <laughs> My dog doesn't like if you blow in her face. She won't bite you, but she'll be like, whoa. She'll, yeah. yeah, she'll be like, you just, you're, you're, you're that, crossing the line here. Uh-huh. What else you got going on? So we're going to head down there. There's radio tomorrow. Actually, Craig Fuller, CEO and and uh, and found, co-founder, founder, founder of Freightways. It's not even co-founder. <laughs> founder, CEO, and founder of Freightways, Craig Fuller. He's going to be on on the radio on SiriusXM's Road Dog Chucking Channel 146. We're going to be covering the Online Hall of Fame, which is an article we put out every week of the fallen flags in freight. Some of these major companies like Conway, McLean Trucking. I mean, the, his company invented the, the shipping container, the box that changed the world. It's, what? It's going to be amazing stuff. We'll talk about that. We might touch on some of those ELD stuff. So I know we also have a transportation attorney calling in, talk a little bit about nuclear verdicts and how that is going to impact the future and cause some of these more closings, right? We talk so yeah. much about that. It's so important. Uh, what else <laughs> we got going on? We're going to head down to Nashville. What time are we driving down there? Are we going to carpool? Yeah, we're going to carpool. Right. I don't know when we're going to go, and they're not interested in it. We'll figure it out. You Are you kidding me? People are hitting me up on LinkedIn all the time. They're like, when are you showing up? We want to hang out. I don't know. You know what? The, know what's on, though? I've never missed a, I don't, even though I don't really watch wrestling actively, I've never missed a Royal Rumble. So the Royal Rumble is on this Sunday. It's always a Sunday in between the Super Bowl. So I might have to oh. watch it on my iPad. I might have to uh, get a WWE. Well, maybe we can squeeze it in before we leave. I mean, we gain an hour going up there. Yeah, no, it's on Sunday. So I would, yeah. I would be sitting alone in my hotel room watching that. Okay. Well, you would. I'll bring headphones. <laughs> we'll bring an HDMI cable. Uh, you guys out there, thank you for joining us. This has been a wonderful episode. Tune in again to those live streams that will be starting Monday. We'll be live from that floor in Nashville. Listen to Freightways Radio, Sirius XM's Road Dog Trucking Channel, 146, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on your, on your I want to say FM dial, but your satellite dial. Yeah, your Sirius XM dial. Yeah, unless you're a YRC driver because I took that away from you. Ooh. Take this here. You got to right. hit them while they're down. You can find him at Chad Prevost on Twitter. You can find me at Timothy Dooner. That is D-O-O-N-E-R. Bang your little cowbell for the abscess above my eye. Bang your cowbell for Chad Prevost. Wonderful. Who is that? Bob Ross? Bob Ross. Bang those quiet little trees. Bang your little cowbell for C.H. Robinson for joining us today on What the Truck. Bang your little cowbell for everyone who joined us live. Little cowbell for everybody who's listening to this on demand on Freightcaster. What the Truck. Available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, everywhere podcasts are heard around the world. See you in Central Time. And Ronald, we'll see you Monday. On Central Time.